This is Radio Maria, and this is our new programme, Summer Testimonies from Walsingham. Join Diane Redmond and myself, Robert Tickle, in hearing some recorded testimonies from the National Shrine of Our Lady of Walsingham. In this programme, we'll discuss what is a pilgrimage, what are pilgrims, and perhaps we can share your story as well. Email us at info at radiomariaengland.uk That's info at radiomariaengland.uk And we would love to get you on the show this summer. You can also join in the conversation by calling into the studio at this number 0203 818 423 That's 0203 But let's first begin our programme with a prayer. At a moment in history, Mary's faith-filled yes conceived him, our Lord, first in her heart, which then led to the birth of our Saviour. Through accept- accepting him in our hearts, enable us to recognise our role in bringing Christ to our sisters and brothers today. Over to you, Di. Thank you. Lovely prayer, Robert, actually. Um, This week we have um, a special guest live from Walsingham, the Director of Operations at the National Catholic Shrine, (coughs) Sam Baker, who's also Creator and Director of Catholic Men UK. Welcome, Sam. Thank you, and it's a pleasure to be with you again. And you're you're permanently in Walsingham, you lucky, lucky man. Every time I talk to you, I say the same thing, but you are you are very, very blessed to be there. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, it's quite an extraordinary place to work. Um, never been anywhere like it, to be honest. Yeah. And um, will, do you actually mingle a lot with the students? Or are you, not students, the pilgrims. Or are you constantly doing other things as well? Or is part of your role to actually get out there and circulate, schmooze? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd say on paper it's not part of the role, but it's in a way it has to be because um, as director of operations, if you're looking at you know, maintenance of the toilets, for example, yeah, yeah. you've very much got to be down there and, and you're talking to people and as you pass through, sort of he- hello and welcome and good to see you and are there any problems and what's the feedback? Um, last weekend was very busy and I was working for a couple of hours with the where the candles are. So many, yeah, many yeah, people yeah. want to come and light a candle um and you're there talking with them just saying hello to the children who <laughs> are touching the candles please be safe um <laughs> and, and so very much of the job is well being operations you are mingling with the people whose um experience you're trying to support and facilitate by having some good operations and you you, you managed to yeah you managed to set up the uh, pop-up cafe as well haven't you sam <laughs> Yes, that's right. Unfortunately, operations don't always go the way that you want them to, and the whole hospitality industry has kind of lost out on on staff, including us, and our tea room has unfortunately been closed. Um, But with a a very good bunch of volunteers, we've set up a a pop-up cafe um, out in the car park, and for for donations, people can can get teas, coffees, and uh, snacks like crisps and biscuits. So, and that's done very well. And actually, that's been a great way of welcoming mm. people. It, yeah, it's absolutely. really changed the nature of that front of the the shrine. Yes. They're very warm and friendly, and people have to stop and chat and sit in the sun. It's it's well, we've learned quite a lot from it. I have to say. 
I have to agree with you, Sam, because when we were there, um, the the lady who was serving coffees and teas, um, um, she, she was very welcoming. But it wasn't just that; it was um, the whole the whole entry point mm. was, was bustling. Um, yes. Whereas normally you walk through quite an empty space, and then you turn the corner and you come to the church. And I think actually, uh, you're right. There's 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 quite a lot to be learned from that because it's you need to you need refreshments. I mean, oh, yeah, you could, yeah. could drink the holy water, um, but you know, if we all did that, there wouldn't be any left. But <laughs> you really do need to sit down and, and top up with something. Um, and you even sell ice cream. I discovered. Yes, very good local ice cream. Yes, yeah. it's very yeah. good. Very reasonable prices. <laughs> <laughs> and are you involved in the spiritual side as well, Sam? Do you uh, do you talk to pilgrims and uh, do they ask you questions about prayer and so on? I would say it's it's not sort of um, you know the, the sort of biggest part of my experience there, but. Again, last weekend, I did have a very interesting experience that um, we have really wanted to make a point of welcoming the travelling community um, into Walsingham because they're such great supporters of the Shrine. They love the Shrine, and we, we know that they can have a hard time from the local community. Um, and there are a couple of lads standing around um, at the back of the tea room overlooking the picnic area. Uh, one of them had his hand in a sort of sling or splint, and I went and asked him what, what he had done. Mm. Um, but the lad next to him um, started talking to me about the fact this was the first time he'd been. Uh, he said, I've done some bad things in my life. He said, um, and I hope I'm not sort of um, breaching his sort of confidentiality, but told me that he'd, he'd run a few people over with his vehicle um, in retaliation for something else. Luckily, they survived. Um, but obviously, he got, um, you know, the police called up with him. I think he was doing some community service. And um, sadly, I think social services stepped in with regard to his, his, his children and he wasn't able to see them uh, as often as he wanted to. So yeah, he had come yeah. to Walsingham for the first time and he told me this and he said he walked into the chapel of Our Lady of Reconciliation and he said he felt a tingle yeah, down yeah. his spine and he knew yeah. he was going to be different and that things were going to be different and he desperately wanted to change. And he, I, I had to hug him. I mean, I was so amazed and delighted to hear that. Um, that, you know, everyone comes to this place uh, with their own troubles and worries that they want to, to unburden. And simply by talking to them, you hear that. So I'm not really involved in the spiritual side. As such, we take our guidance from it. We take our guidance from the sort of liturgical and pastoral. That's what we do operationally. But you can't help but actually talk to people and hear this particular experience. And uh, it's quite a privilege, quite a yeah, privilege. Absolutely. I mean, it's the power of the place, isn't it? it, it um, the spiritual power. And, of course, there, there's, a, there's often a spiritual battle often in people's lives, but uh, that comes to the fore in Walsingham, I should think. Yes, and many people have said that uh, and would, would very much agree with you that when you're bringing, when so many thousands of people are bringing all of their issues and concerns and worries and, and, and guilt and shame and whatever it might be to the shrine and offloading it there, it is a place that soaks it up like a sponge. And I think the clergy in particular are quite careful that mm. the place itself remains a, 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 a sanctified place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know the St. Michael's uh, people, when we interviewed them, they said, you know, they don't just direct the traffic. They said part of their role is prayer, you know. 
Yes, yeah. absolutely. For what's going, yeah. you know, prayer for the pilgrims and prayer for the work of the shrine, you know. Yeah, they were they were power, powerhouse of that group. They I'd are love, fantastic. I'd, I'd love to talk to you about your plan for the travellers, but shall we hear our first testimony, um, and then we can move on to talking about the travellers because that sounds like a really interesting yeah, area. Yeah. So let's hear our first testimony. And now we have Declan, who's one of the organisers of the uh, pilgrimage uh, that's come to Walsingham, the, the walking pilgrimage. How do you feel after the 50 miles or 70 miles? Well, I feel um, much better now that we've stopped all the walking. because <laughs> it gives my feet a chance to recover. Yeah, yeah, you're not aching too much. No. So what's your connection? Are you involved with Ignite or um, how did you become involved? Um, we last October um, we organised a pilgrimage with Radio Maria, and there was about six of us started out on a walk, and and we did it in probably the wettest month, oh, uh, wettest week I think since eighteen fifty or something. Where we walked yeah. all the way, and it was such a fantastic experience that um, uh, the group. Uh, decided that actually it'd be a great experience for kind of younger people uh, yeah, to get yeah. involved in. And so we've gone and just on the walk end, it was right. Uh, you know, the young people are really inspiring. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I can uh, pick that up that it's inspired them and the fellowship has been important. Did you know Walsingham before? Yes, I've been, uh, yeah, a number of times. Yeah. Um, Is that with a parish or? Sometimes with the parish, sometimes uh, like the diocesan day yes. or on a pilgrimage or private or coming for like a, a New Dawn conference. Oh, you're involved in New so, Dawn? Uh, yeah, some connections with that, yes. Yeah, can you so, tell me about New Dawn? So New Dawn is a, um, it's a, it's one of the largest Catholic conferences in the country. Yeah. Um, so it starts usually the beginning of August and it's held at Walsingham and uh, it's probably charismatic in yeah. flavour but the Eucharist is very central to to us and we're getting now lots of our lots of bishops are coming wonderful to yeah, it yeah. Uh, to give their support yeah and oh, that's fantastic a number of so uh, uh, and it's a family conference, so for yeah. the whole week, you know, an awful lot of people camp. I mean, this uh, year there's fewer camping, aren't there, because of the uh, There's no one camping. No one camping. This year. It's a virtual conference. Yeah, yeah. But when you have camping, how many people will be here, do you think? About 1,500, 2,000 right. people. Yeah, yeah, that so is, it's a major it's, it's vibrant. Uh, conference, yes. And is there a sort of priest leader or a lay leader? Um, so the lay leader, um, at the, well, it's taken, there's a guy called uh, Gary Stevens has taken over yeah. from Miles Dempsey. And it's it's important it's linked to Walsingham yes. because it is uh, trying to bring people to Walsingham. Yeah, that's and wonderful. To, um, and of course, you think 
the Holy Spirit in the life of Mary. I mean, it was through the Holy Spirit that the incarnation happened, that Christ became part of Mary. So, Absolutely. Uh, linking Sorry. the Holy Spirit and the Eucharist and uh, and, and Mary is, is, is fabulous. Yeah, Mary reveals Christ to us. Yes, indeed. And, and where, where, where is your home parish? So my home parish is in Newmarket, Suffolk. It's um, Our Lady and Saint Etheldreda. Yes, and, uh, a great Eng another great English saint, yes. Saint <laughs> Well, so. uh, thank you so much. about operations how on earth do you organize 1500 campers <laughs> i don't know um, how you do that i mean i know where they are i know where the field is and i know you're not doing it at the moment but that's a massive undertaking it is rather and i've only been in the post for well just about a year now i started last september and because of covid i've also not experienced how we get that number of campers <laughs> on the field we simply have some very very good stuff uh, very experienced staff people who know exactly what they're doing from year to year mm. um but uh, yeah they tell me it, it's very hard to work but very rewarding actually i think there's a certain sense of exhilaration uh, when these when these events mm. you know, finally pay off because as well as the uh, 1,500 on, on that pilgrimage, you'll have the normal visitors, won't you? I mean, there, there must be about a couple of thousand people in Walsingham at that time, do you think? Yeah, well, it, indeed, I think the, even the weekend just gone, um, with the feast day, uh, we may well have had a couple of thousand people coming through the site throughout the whole day. Oh, gosh, yeah. on the Sunday. Um, you know, the, the, the fields are full of cars and there's just a constant stream of people coming in. Um, and it is a challenge to um, find the ways of welcoming them um, without us appearing to be stressed and overstretched. Um, <laughs> But, but we do, and it works, and people go away happy. They wave as they leave in their cars. They've thanked mm. us for a wonderful day. And you hear people around the site saying, oh, aren't we blessed? Aren't we blessed with the weather? Aren't we blessed with that sermon that we heard? You know, aren't we blessed with the uh, the beautiful scenery? Whatever it might be, you people leave um, that place having had a wonderful experience. And so we have to simply carry on providing that, mm. um, and we do. And the staff work very, very hard to do it. Mm, they do, they do. But I wonder... I wonder how, if, if the day will come when you will start, if, if the popularity of the shrine gets bigger and bigger. I mean, after all, it is the Catholic shrine in England. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not a secret. Um, how you will actually manage the practicalities of keeping people happy and keeping that sacredness, which is intrinsic to the place, but how, it, how it's, you protect it. Um, I just don't know how you do that because if more and more people come and you need more and more space and more and more toilets and parking and cafeterias and a bigger church. That's right. That's right. But, you know, Our Lady chose Walsingham, so she clearly knows what she's doing and clearly mm -hmm. knows what the plans are ahead. Um, and obviously, back in the day, the 
the, the constellation, the Milky Way, used to be known as the Walsingham Way oh, because yeah. of the numbers of stars in it represented the numbers of pilgrims who came to Walsingham. So there was a time when they came in their thousands, um, mm -hmm. and there may well be a time again when they continue to come in their thousands. And I'm sure we will manage to provide um, for, for everyone, as was done at that time. Having said that, if there is someone out there with a multi-million pound inheritance yes. like to, to, to pass in our direction um, to help rebuild some facilities for these pilgrims, please get in touch. Yes. <laughs> there, are, there are some challenges ahead. Um, you know, very, very much sort of gritty, you know, challenges that we need to deal with, which is all all part of the work. Uh, I think as one of the friars told me, another day's work in the vineyard. Yes. Um, and and we are, you know, the hands of Our Lady, um, and, and we get on and do it. And my prayer actually pretty much every day now is is to her, what would you like me to do today? And yes. please give me the resources yes. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very pragmatic. Can I bring you back to the travellers? Because I'm, I'm really, really intrigued by this. How, how, how can you help? I think the first thing really is a change in the way that we... Um, that we think of them, that we think of them as just as much pilgrims as, as us. And I, I rather like the fact that they are travellers. They are mm. the embodiment of pilgrims oh, yes, uh, in, yes. in their very culture. Um, and you, rather than think, oh, my goodness, you know, we've got to deal with all these camper vans. Where are we going to put them? How are we going to deal with the numbers of people? Do we provide toilets, showers? What, what, what do we do? That the first step is actually simply welcoming, um, and I've I've built up quite a lovely relationship with a chap called Tony, um, Tony Delaney, um, and um, he he comes every now and again with his family and very quiet. They just park up in the corner, um, and ah, oh, he's such a great man to talk to. His missus makes me a cup of tea, and we stand outside and chat often in the evenings, about six o'clock in the evening when I'm locking up at Walsingham. Um, lovely, lovely man. And when I, I, I saw on the cameras, um, the, the CCTV cameras uh, one evening that a van had turned up in the car park and I thought, goodness, I thought, um, you know, have I not locked up or something? And I, I went sort of pegging down to see, uh, and I don't think I had, but it was Tony. And I said, oh, I'm so glad that it's you, Tony. You know, I was thinking, am I going to have to have a confrontation here? Please, you know, we can't park in the car park, we're locked up. But no, it was Tony. Good to see him. Um, so I think that's the first aspect of it, really, to simply welcome and mm. build up that friendship and that relationship. And isn't um, the, and the church and and Walsingham away is is a sort of image of the church in one place, isn't it? The church does reach out and welcomes and and uh, uh, strengthens people. I mean, um, you know, the, the teaching that Mary is the mother of the church. I mean, so you know, you're doing the work of the church there, aren't you? And one has to think, and it's the same when we consider the um, the, the the Hindu Tamils. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, if Our Lady is working graces among them and there are miracles uh, and they are coming to her house, who are we to stop them? We are simply there to 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 open her, the doors to her house yeah, and yeah. keep her house in good order. But it's hers. Um, and if they're coming because she's working miracles among them, they're coming. Um, and yeah. we do need to make sure that we accommodate that. Yeah. Yeah. That they're, they're a great community and very, very generous. You know, that uh, with the with with the 
well, especially with their food. I mean, if they if you're passing by and they just say, "Would you like something to eat?" I mean, they just share everything. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think going back to the point of being ge- generous with their money as well, because yeah. um, I couldn't give you the exact figures, but I don't think the shrine would be um, surviving without the, the generous gifts from the, the Tamil community and oh, the traveling really? community yeah, yeah. predominantly. Um, they are very, very generous. So, what about you, our Radio Maria community? Have you gone on a pilgrimage and found yourself blessed or experiencing <coughs> your Please call 0203-818-423. I'll repeat that. 0203-818-423. We'd love to hear about your experience in Walsingham or any other shrine that you may have visited. Do you have any um, special shrine other than Walsingham, Sam, that you particularly attach to? Um, no, um, I have visited Nock and uh, Lourdes. Um, I think this is predominantly two, two bigger shrines, but I do have a special attachment with Walsingham. Um, and my parents brought me here when I was six months old. Oh, really? We stayed in the house that is, is now Dowry House, and because oh. there was no uh cot in the bedroom at that time, um, they took out the, the bottom drawer of a chest of drawers and put me to sleep in that chest of drawers. <laughs> um and I there's no yeah, you know, I'd have had no notion that you know, 46 years later here I'd be as director of operations. But I do have uh, you know, my, my name is Samuel. Um and you know, the, the young Samuel in the Bible was brought to the shrine, uh, to the temple um as a as a child in Thanksgiving. And I was called Samuel because it took my parents some time to conceive me and um they asked God for a child, and I came, and so I was called Samuel. Um, and then Samuel, as he's older, um, obviously spends the rest of his life at the shrine at Shiloh. Uh, and so I feel a very strong connection both with the story and, and with the parallels with my, my life here at Walsingham. Um, so I, I'm afraid I can't give you any sort of story of my other attachments to any other shrines. Because no, no, you're, you're a one-shrine man. <laughs> I am a one-shrine man, absolutely. Yes. But do, you, do you, comparing, because um, uh, I've not been to either Lord or knock but comparing the uh, the shrines is Walsingham much much more dumbed down are they much more elaborate and baroque well they are vast in comparison to Walsingham and and this is I think an interesting thing to sort of um, dwell on because both Lords and knock are absolutely set up to receive the thousands the hundreds of thousands of pilgrims mm. Um, okay, Lourdes in the way the, the way that's sort of tucked down in the valley by the river, they do have some constraints, but they do have a vast auditorium, a vast church, a great space for processions and things like that. Knock uh, pretty much purpose built, wasn't it? Um, and when you go to to knock it, just I think I went on a quite a a, a cold, wet, windswept day. Um, when it wasn't particularly busy, and I just these open car parks, these vast spaces, the holy water taps running along two <laughs> sides of walls in this massive compound. Wow, goodness. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, they are really set, and obviously the international airport that they have. Um, so I think it's rather good in a way that Walsingham is this quiet, mm. out-of-the-way, unassuming place, mm. very much as Our Lady's House would have been. Yes. yes. And it is a balance, a very tricky balance to maintain uh, you know, we want everyone to come. We want people to come and visit. But how is that quiet and solitude kept 
um, and protected as we do it. Um, mm. It's a conundrum, but again, it's in our ladies' hands, and, and yeah. you know we just have to take her orders and and follow them through. So I'm, she will bring us through, undoubtedly. For sure, for sure, she will. Um, so um, let, let's move on to our second testimony. Um, this is uh, again uh, somebody who was on the Walsingham Way walk. Let's have a hear. Now we've got um, uh, one of the Franciscans who works at Walsingham. Father John Delaney. Delaney. Yeah. Okay, Father, would you like to tell us something about the Franciscans and what you do in Walsingham? Yeah, so uh, I've been here two years uh, and we've been here, the Franciscans have been here for three years uh, assisting running the shrine. So you've heard from the rector, Monsignor Moja. Yes, indeed. Uh, and he obviously is the head. And we're basically the priests who help him to, we hear confessions, we say the masses, we greet the pilgrims. So it's, uh, it's been a lovely experience for me being here uh, two year, for the last two years. Uh, and you really feel the presence of Our Lady here. Uh, I didn't realise, I think it was about 30 years ago that I'd last been to Walsingham. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before, I, before I came to work here. And I never really noticed the real the presence of our lady but working here it's tangible it is, oh, it is yeah. yeah and uh, and whenever anybody comes into the confessional box immediately i just say to our lady will you just help me with this confession and immediately i get her help and i think i'm a i'm surprised at some of the things i seem to know and the things i'm able to guide people with so I really do feel, and also I feel that Our Lady gives special grace to everybody who comes here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And particularly in the confessional, it's as if you're able to ask more of the, the person because more grace is given. Mm. And perhaps uh, where somebody would resist, you're just able to more or less propose what God wants for them. Yeah. And yeah. they seem to be given that grace. And you just say, well, now go and ask Our Lady to give you the grace that you need to do this. And they say yes. And you yeah. feel as if it's actually happening there. And uh, Our Lady said to Rikeldis when she appeared here about a thousand years ago, she said, I want to help everybody who comes to this shrine with their particular needs. And I just know... That's why we, we've got a big crowds here this yeah, weekend yeah. and yeah. as we have every weekend. And there's a lot of people, they're not even Christian. Yeah. A lot of Hindus. And you ask them why do they come? It's because Our Lady helps them with their yeah. needs. Yes. So this and it is so I that's the way I normally start the masses here. I just say, You open your hearts to Our Lady because she really wants to help you with your particular needs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, she really true. and she really does. Yeah. So, um, so I think if there's, there's people listening here thinking of coming to Walsingham, that's the what that's what I'd encourage you. Uh, yeah, come, you might yeah. as well come along, because that's what Our Lady will help you with your particular yeah. needs. 
You bring them to her. Bring them to her here and she will help you. Um, and there was, uh, we've been through some strange times with this lockdown yes, and everything. Yes. And there was a period last year when we were just getting, coming out of all these lockdowns and pilgrims were again able to come. And I noticed a, a, a man and a lady sitting, sitting in the grounds and there wasn't much happening then. I thought, oh, I thought I'd better go out. I was sitting in the cottage having a cup of tea and then I thought I'd better go out and see how they're doing. Maybe they've got some problems and, you know, they're sitting there, you know. So I just said to the lady, I said, oh, uh, how are things going? And uh, she said, oh, fine, she said. And then she right. said, you know, I'm uh, normally very manic, she said. I've come down here, I've done a walking pilgrimage, I've come here and I'm just soaking up the peace. Yeah, I'm just yeah. feeling that Our Lady wants me to let go of my manicness, of my running around. And so I'm just soaking in the peace, the yeah. grace, the grace that Our Lady is giving. Because she's making the effort. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so she was just receiving that. And that's what I often see here now people just sitting in the grounds and they're just absorbing the peace and the grace of Our Lady. And, and what's lovely, we have a nice program here. Yes. Uh, we have adoration uh, in the morning for, for about an hour and a half from uh, 10.30 until 12. Yeah. We have the rosary being said about 11 o'clock during the exposition. Then we have Mass at 12. We have confessions before Mass, you know, from 11 till 12, and confessions after Mass. Then we have another period of adoration from 2 o'clock up until 4 o'clock. Yeah. And then we have our Holy Hour. During that period of adoration, we have the Divine Mercy at 3 o'clock, and then the Rosary. So we've got a nice program. It's lovely, yes. That and you, confessions after and Mass. And we have conf yeah, confessions after, yeah, confessions after Mass. So we have... Uh, so we have the confession, Mass is normally between 12 uh, and then 1 o'clock. Yeah. And then we have confessions following Mass, 1 o'clock. Uh, and then we have the adoration starting at 2. So there's a nice program that anybody who comes here yeah. can yeah, just yeah. fit in. You can go for the adoration, you can go to confession. There's always, every day there's Mass at 12 o'clock. So it doesn't matter what day of the year it is, yeah, yeah. there's always Mass at 12 o'clock. So just set your sat nav so that you arrive yes, here so arrive here for mass either you can get if you arrive a bit early you can go to confessions before mass or you can go to confessions after mass yeah. you can join in the rosary uh you can join jo jo be there for the adoration so it's it's a lovely place to come where you can fit into prayer which is laid on and you can just absorb that peace and you can hand yourself over to our lady um and for me, it's a special place because I've, Our Lady, I've a pre, been a priest for 17 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to another shrine somewhere else. And when I was at that shrine, I was about 25 years old. And uh, I felt the call to be a priest when yes. I was 25. But I also felt the gift of Our Lady was very close to me. And that she was giving me the grace to hand myself over to her and allow her to do everything for me. Uh, I was very nervous about being a priest. I thought well, I could never yeah. get up there and 
speak, you know, give a, give a sermon, lead a service. I was very shy and I thought I couldn't possibly do that. But when I left that first visit to a shrine that I went in another country, I felt that Our Lady was calling me to be a priest and also that she would give me the, the power yes, to do it yes. through her really. Through, like her enunciation. Absolutely, the enunciation. Like the enunciation. She yeah. would just do everything through me. I didn't need to worry about a thing. No. So it's lovely now, after all those years when I felt that calling to be a priest at a Marian shrine and Our Lady guiding me through and, and helping me to live out and become a priest, lovely to be at a Marian shrine again. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's, it's really. Well, it's all happening. And what yeah. a wonderful ministry. It is, have. that's it, that's it. So, and uh, it's a very joyful place. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much indeed, Okay, Father. great, Thank great, you. lovely. Robert, what an amazing interview that was. It was, yes. I, a wonderful priest and very gentle, um, very committed. And you see him walking around, don't you, Sam? And people just come to him and uh, he hears confessions or he'll sit on a bench talking to people. Um, so he is part of the priestly uh, mission uh, of Walsingham to, to the pilgrims. I mean, you see him around a lot, I imagine, Sam. Yes, I do, and um, I, I rather like—I I rather like the way that he comes across uh, when I see him. I often see him walking along the, the, the Pilgrim's Way, the Holy Mile, um, in his habit, holding his rosary. In fact, praying his rosary yeah. quite loudly and boldly through the fields, um, and um, he'll often have his hat on. Um, and I think it really reminds me of a sort of pilgrim of the olden days, you know, striding through the fields. Um, mm great public demonstration of faith yes um and you know he's also got a, this is this is father john he's also got a very slightly otherworldly air about yes, him. he has yes. sort of, um <laughs> very saintly about him i, I, I love him um, he's, he's he's a fantastic guy and it's wonderful to have the franciscans back in walsingham when i say back because uh, there's the ruin of the medieval uh, franciscan uh, priory, which was um, ruined by King Henry VIII. Uh, and in recent years, we've had them back. And it, it's such a wonderful witness and a uh, wonderful community. And of course, there's the young student there, Patrick, who is uh, um, testing his, his student at the moment, testing his vocation uh, with the Franciscans. And I think it was through meeting them at Walsingham uh, that led him to them. So a wonderful ministry. Yes, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, we, you can begin to see a sort of thread that's connecting a lot of these stories. Um, you know, the, Declan talks about his sort of physical journey of 80 miles and Father uh, John talks about his journey through the priesthood. <laughs> yes. um, we talked about the travellers who themselves are journeyers. And we have to go back to this point that the word pilgrim comes from the Latin peregrinus yes. um, you know per meaning through and and the argus side of it is the field we, we are sojourners through land through often through yes. foreign lands um and it's a great metaphor isn't it the pilgrimage 
an act of journeying through a strange country to a holy place. It's a long journey. It's arduous. And this is a metaphor for our life on earth. Um, Absolutely. And, and the quest for heavenly homeland, you know, and, and I think everything that we've talked about is this movement of people, this great movement of people through a foreign land, um, often um, feeling a sense of punishment, maybe feeling a sense of um, unworthiness, but knowing that we've been told that through sort of obedience to this journey, uh, we come to a reward, a heavenly reward. And I think this is a great theme through all the things that we've heard today. It's fantastic. And also, you see, you know, the the um, background in the Bible. I mean, your own name, Samuel. I mean, uh, Samuel just responded by by saying, "Here I am," uh, and he wasn't the person expected to be the great prophet. And of course, Moses actually remonstrated with God, didn't he? I, I have a stammer. Uh, I I can't lead these people, but God gave him uh, the strength. And and that comes over in Father John's testimony, doesn't he? He thought I could never do that. But uh, God's grace and Mary's prayers enabled him to be really effective. And I think there's a message there mm. on vocation to all sorts of vocation, lay, lay vocations as well, that we may not feel we're adequate, but God can use us if we put ourselves in his hand. And, of course, that's true of Mary too, you know, be it unto me according to your word. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, as you, you talk about some of these these stories, you know, God says to Abraham, "Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the yes. land which I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you." Yeah, you know, this this act of obedience that we must yeah. go out and do what we've been told, um, and greatness will follow for the nation and, and blessings upon oneself. Um, and I think <laughs> this has to sort of underpin what we do at Walsingham, what everybody does at Walsingham. We've simply been told to go and do, uh, and if we do it, greatness will be conferred upon all of us, the whole nation. That's something that I picked up. That I, I once um, met and interviewed a fantastic woman from Sligo, and she said, whatever I pray for here, if I combine that with several weeks of fasting, i.e., you know, oh, yes. Stopping eating at nine o'clock at night, only starting again at three o'clock the next day. Combining that with prayer and fasting, she said, Our Lady always, always gives me what I prayed for. Yeah. Whatever. And I didn't say, give me an example because it's way too personal, but she just said, it's It always comes true. Yeah. Prayer, yeah. Prayers always, and fasting as well. And that was really tough fasting. I mean, like, 15 hours not eating anything at all. Yeah. We, do, <laughs> <laughs> we do encourage you to join the conversations and our studio line is open if you would like to call. The number is 0203 818 423. We would love to hear about your experiences in Walsingham. And now we're up to our third testimony uh, from Miriam. Let's hear it. A 
And where do you live then, Mary? Um, so I live in, in London, in Catford now. Okay, yeah, yeah. And where do you go to Mass in London? Um, I go to Brixton in Our Lady of the Rosary. Okay, yeah. And is this your first visit to Walsingham? Uh, yeah, it is actually. Yeah, yeah and what's your first impressions? Um, I don't, to be honest, I had no expectations. So I really, no. really love the Slipper Chapel, especially. Yeah, yeah. I can remember my first visit as a as a teenager. Mm. Are you uh, are you at school or university? Uh, I'm in my. I've just done my first year of uni. Okay, and what are you studying? International relations. Oh right, very interesting. Where's that? Uh, Queen Mary's. Queen Mary's. Do you know what? Well, I'll ask you later about that because yeah. that's not relevant to the broadcast. They'll edit this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, do you hope to come again to Walsingham? Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I've got to drag my family next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you think it speaks to young people? Has it got something uh, to say? Yeah, def- I think it's. I think it's for everyone. And it also, if you go with a group. Kind of the sense of community. Oh, absolutely, which pilgrims in the Middle Ages would have done, of course. Yeah. You think of the Canterbury pilgrims, you know, yeah. Chaucer, you know. And, and did you know everybody else before you came? Um, I had two friends going and, her, and their sister. So. Oh, yes, I, I know. We, we, that's yeah. right. I, 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 we interviewed those in this afternoon. But you made friends on this. There's a great yeah, sense of fellowship, yeah, yeah. which uh, in, in, isn't that a kind of parable of the Christian life, that our life is a pilgrimage, but we make friends on the way and we support each other. Mm. Yes. So have you got a message for our listeners about Walsingham? I mean, I, th- I think it's definitely worth a visit. And if you've got no expect- expect- expectations, it's even better, because it exceeds them. So. Thank you. Thank you so much, Miriam. <laughs> Miriam was a, a case in point, actually, because at first she was uh, rather reluctant to be interviewed. And she said, I'm shy, I don't have anything to say. But I think uh, she did. And um, she was one of that wonderful group of young people who had just come together. They, they uh, hadn't known each other before they came, as uh, Miriam said, but really gelled and all had something to offer to the group, and I think they're all very moved um, uh, by their pilgrimage, not just the walk, but their experiences together, including the hardships, but um, uh, very vibrant in in their prayer and um, in their witness when they were there, and Ignite is wonderful. If I could do a little advert, because I was asked to do so, that Ignite are looking for volunteers, So uh, anybody listening who is having a gap year in between school and university, look up uh, Ignite Team on Facebook and they would love to hear from you because uh, the Ignite Team uh, (coughs) were the organisers of the youth pilgrimage and uh, they seem to be a very vibrant a group of young people who visit schools um, and and work with young people in counselling and that sort of thing. So possibly it's something you could do. What do you think? I think it's very good, Robert, that uh, you're able to interview young people because yeah. um, we are beginning to see that the nature of the pilgrim coming to the shrine is is changing somewhat. You know, yeah, when yeah. we expected to see... Um, 
coach loads of parishioners um, who were on their annual pilgrimage to Walsingham, and this was a regular occurrence. Um, and we would have, in many, many coaches, 50 people a coach. Um, and that is, or has begun to dwindle over the years, as one might expect. Um, but we are beginning to see that families are coming, mm. the small groups are coming, that people want to come to Walsingham, not just to spend the day at the shrine, but actually to be in the, the place as a whole, to be in the village, to explore what the old abbey grounds are like. And yeah. these are, um, and, and some people want to be here for conferences, for workshops. People want to spend time. And I think that is something that we're going to see as, as, quite, as quite an important ministry to people that come and need a week it's not just a day. It's not just dropping in to say hello to their mother, um, but they need a week or more to sort of unpick elements of their lives that that need peace and calm and serenity. Yeah. Um, and we do need to to minister to those people, but we also need to actually reach out to those people. Anecdotally, it's amazing how many Catholics either have not really heard of Walsingham, mm. let alone have come to visit it. Um, and so a lot of work does need to be done to to say to people this. This is the narrative of our national Catholic shrine, a narrative that stretches back a thousand years uh, to the Anglo-Saxons. Um, and you know, hit, hit, a, hit a difficult point 500 years ago, 500 years later, here we are now. And you need yeah. to know that this is a distinct part of your Catholic heritage. Yeah. Um, and this, this it, it's a real mission statement, isn't it? You know, when... Um, uh, when England returns to Walsingham, our lady will return to England. Uh, yes. I remember well, someone recently and said, well, what do we mean by England? I think it's a very good question. You know, we have all, we have this huge Tamil community who are in England and who at the moment are, are our primary visitor. Um, and so this, there needs to be an element of rediscovery of the narrative of this as England's national Catholic shrine. Um, and, a thousand-year narrative is quite a narrative to explore. Yes, There's a lot yes. of work to do in that regard. Um, so, and, and you know, it, it does often start with the young people, doesn't it? I've, I came here when I was a boy, uh, and, and here I am now, and the, the memories are embedded in my mind. Yes, one, yes. one of Miriam's comments um, was that how important it is for, for young people particularly to do that pilgrimage in a group. You know, yes. to move, I mean, they were moving through countryside and they were walking, saying the rosary. But the, the feeling of, of being with a community or a group, um, I think that's really important for young people. Yes. And, um, and I think for, I, I tell, I'm not disagreeing with you whatsoever, but I think for everybody that says, and that simply because sitting in the dining hall at Elmham House, and um, I have my breakfast there and I have my evening meal there, you really sense the, that the, power that comes from a group mm. to bolster one's sense of self mm. as a Catholic in particular. Mm. Um, in, my daughter is here with her friend at the moment uh, volunteering and, and they're working in the kitchens and doing various bits and pieces. Um, and my daughter said to me, gosh, isn't it amazing that you're in a place where you know predominantly most people here are Catholic. And that sense of, <laughs> yes. here we are, I'm with, my, I'm with my group, my clan, my family. Yeah. Um, it really bolsters her confidence as, as a as a young person. Yeah. Um, but you do see these groups sitting together, eating, talking, sharing time, um, and it must have been something rather like you. Um, had, you talking about the Canterbury Tales earlier, Robert? Um, you know, meeting in hostelries and sharing news and you know, yeah. catching up with old friends. So important, such an important part. 
of what a pilgrimage is about. Yes, uh, and and again, the sort of, uh, the the church in my, microcosm that the church is a community. You know, we're we're, uh, we're, we're I mean, okay, we have our individual battles, but we're part of. The worldwide church, and okay, Walsingham certainly reminds us of that with the different uh, communities that come, but but also that uh, we're in it together, if you like, that we are there to pray for, pray for each other and support each other on our spiritual journeys. I, I also love the idea of you, because um, often when, when people say, uh, you know, uh, are, are you religious? And you say, I'm a Catholic. The, there used to be a sort of a bit of um, oh right okay. Um, I don't think that feel, that that's there anymore at all. I think Catholicism is is out out there, um, big time. But yeah. it, I do think it's it, it's younger people who are Catholics, but they feel they're a minority and they're a bit odd. And I think the Walsingham experience completely oh, simplifies yes. that faith and that pride. Um, and that sense of history and drama, I really think that's that's absolutely vital for for young people. And and to be able to say, let's keep in touch. Let's you know, let's do this again. Let's meet up next year. You know, and those young people become families, or they become priests, yeah. or they become volunteers, or you know, the, the the seeds are set there, and I think they they grow big and strong. And we hope really for more student groups to come because it can be quite difficult being a Catholic in in some universities. You know, the 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 witness isn't easy. But I mean, having um, in being in touch with um, Catholic students in uh, a few universities, they're still resilient, uh, and um, most of them are very joyful and and very keen to spread their faith and. Um, you know, the Walsingham experience would really help them and help them give them strength. I think. Yes, and there are a lot of things um, that we could and should be doing here at Walsingham. As a, um, I mean, we are a little bit of an outpost out here, um, but I was going to say, as a centre of Catholic life, we're not really central geographically, um, but there is that sense. <laughs> it's, your pilgrimage must have a destination. It must be a difficult journey to be worthwhile. So coming out to Walsingham is sometimes problematic, certainly. And if you're a student and you don't have a car, um, you know, that, that too can be awkward. Um, but, you know, I think we have a lot of work to do in the future to encourage these kind of ministries at Walsingham and coming out from Walsingham and say to people, yeah, it might be difficult to get here, but this is what you receive when you arrive yeah um interestingly another trend that's coming along uh, is is the trend a secular trend for rediscovering rediscovering the old pilgrimage ways um yes. the british pilgrimage association uh which is not a, a christian organization as far as i know is very very keen on on um you know, riding on the back of this trend what has actually happened robert and you probably know this quite well that the I think it's the Anglican and possibly the Catholic cathedrals in Norwich, uh, along with um, Norfolk Council, um, have reignited the the Walsingham Way from uh, Norwich to Walsingham. Yeah, um, some beautiful signposts have gone up and maps have gone out, and so there is now a, a properly designated way from from Norwich to Walsingham. Um, and I think we need to also be embracing this as the Catholic shrine. Um, people are wanting to 
rediscover what pilgrimage means. And we have the essence of it. You know, it's not just a, a nice historical route um, where we're kind of retracing the steps of our ancestors. Um, there is something deeply, deeply spiritual about it. And, and, and it's such an opportunity for uh, Christian uh, witness. I mean, quite a lot of uh, young people nowadays will uh, do the, uh, who are not necessarily uh, practicing Christians, will, will do the pilgrimage to uh, Santiago, you know? And, uh, um, you know, Walsingham again can witness to that, that, that people come and be very affected. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the ministry of the church, isn't it? The evangelistic ministry of the church you know indeed sam we're really grateful for you joining us yes thank you sam (laughs) it's been so interesting i I mean all hearing about the strength of walsingham and and the shrine but also just the pragmatic details and and the headaches and the joys it's it's great talking to you thank you so so much no it's been a great pleasure to be with you thank you okay have a good day but for our listeners Do please join us next week with testimonies from Walsingham. We have only a couple more to go, and then sadly those summer summer times will be over. Um, And we hope we'll have more testimonies for you to enjoy next week. We hope you'll be part of the show as well. Please email us if you do have a testimony that you want to talk about at info at radiomariaengland.uk. And now Robert's going to end with a with a closing prayer. Well, we'll have the prayer of Our Lady of Walsingham, so we pray for the work of the Shrine, for Sam and all his workers, for the clergy, all those involved, and all those who will visit Walsingham. And we pray for more and more people to come. O Mary, recall the solemn moment when Jesus, your divine Son, dying on the cross, confided us to your maternal care. You are our mother. We desire ever to remain your devout children. Let us therefore feel the effects of your powerful intercession with Jesus Christ. Make your name again glorious in this place, once renowned throughout our land by your visits, favours and many miracles. Pray, O Holy Mother of God, for the conversion of England, restoration of the sick, consolation of the afflicted, repentance of sinners, and peace to the departed. O Blessed Mary, Mother of God, Our Lady of Walsingham, intercede for us. Amen. Amen.